Hey guys, Brad here. Are you a new investor or are you a seasoned investor that enjoys the podcast, but you just can't seem to wrap your head around notes and subject to creating wraps as well as the various other things that I talk about? There's one thing that I see that is really common with most real estate investors, especially wholesalers, and it's this. If you aren't creating notes, then you are leaving more money on the table than you are actually making. If you want to change this in your business, then reach out to me at brad at bradsmotherman.com. We are opening our apprentice program in just a few weeks, and in this program, we work together on deals, one-on-one, and we profit share in your local market. Are you ready to have a real mentor instead of just buying another course? Reach out to me, brad at bradsmotherman.com. Let's just bring everybody up to date. So Channing, you've been doing the real estate investing business for a few months now. Is that right? Correct. About two months now. About two months. Okay. So Channing came to me because we have a friend of a friend. It's like, hey, you need to talk to this Brad guy because he's taking on apprentices and it's different than just a coaching program. And so Channing and I got together. It's like, yeah, you know, let's do this together. So now your background was in Amazon. Is that right? That's correct. We still sell some on Amazon's third-party sellers uh, in that, but uh, I've also done some uh, work in ministry, pastoral ministry for years. But Amazon's kind of a another thing on the side to help us live kind of independently of having to, so we don't have to try to depend on a ministerial salary. So yeah, and, and that makes sense. But the problem with the Amazon business was that there was a whole lot of instability or, or potential for instability. Is that right? Yeah, Amazon is. It's been good for us, but it's just extremely unstable. Uh, those who who don't sell on that marketplace don't know the risks that come that are inherent with Amazon because you are uh, Amazon's constantly changing their policies and or uh, customers may make a false claim and then your entire business is destroyed. So yeah, it's a lot of lot of instability. Well, it makes the real estate business look safe. So yeah, it does. <laughs> That's yeah, good- more money involved, but it's even say it's a safer investment. Yeah, and, and I would probably agree with that. So we'll fast forward. So you jumped in. You, you, the one thing I'll say about Channing is Channing asks really great questions. So you know, me and Channing have been on the phone a lot and, and, and spent a lot of time together, which I've really enjoyed. But uh, Channing asks really great questions, and he has a belief system behind him that he can do this, and he's asking great questions, and he's taking action moving forward. So let's talk about the marketing, which is what this episode's about, is what would we do with $10,000 in marketing, uh, sure. which is your position now. So you started the marketing machine. What did you do? Well, we, we had several options to do pay-per-click or, uh, you know, there were options like bandit signs. Uh, we chose to go with the direct mailing first uh, just because it seems that was a quicker way for us to get our feet immediately into the waters without having to do or without having to ever wait off for this uh, internet or pay-per-click stuff to be built and um, the algorithms to work out. So uh, this was able to just uh, immediately jump in and see kind of what we could generate. Okay, cool. Cool. So you you ran the direct mail. So how many pieces did you mail? Do you remember? We sent about 6,700 pieces of mail. So we had a combination list of 90 day late and vacant mortgages. And I think we had about 1,500 vacant, 5,500 that were vacant properties and about uh, uh, 1,500, somewhere around there, that uh, were uh, 90 day late. And did you see that there was a significant difference in the quality of those lists? Well, it's kind of hard to tell since there was such an imbalance on the amount of numbers, but uh, the 
we did get a solid lead out of that. Uh, we had a lot of leads that came through, and a lot of them were very close. But the one that we've actually uh, turned a sale on was a uh, ninety-day late. Uh, wound up being a pre-foreclosure. Okay. All right. So that was a pre-foreclosure, and that one was not vacant, correct? So it wouldn't have shown up on that list. Okay. All right. So do you know your total ad spend at this point? Yeah, I think we had a little bit over forty-four hundred dollars. Okay. We'll just call it 4,500. All right. And guys, Channing got a great deal. So can you kind of expound on you, you went to the, the point. Well, actually, I re, as I remember this one, the guy was kind of squirrely on meeting at the beginning, right? Correct. I mean, we called him and uh, we went through, as some of you all will see in the training module that uh, Brad offers, uh, we went through the script uh, just like we were uh, told to do. And then he was kind of a little squirrely at first, you know, uh, but uh, he was willing to um, give us a price that he was willing to take. And uh, he, gave, he came forth with a mortgage. And so was in talk to Brad and, and about that. And uh, it seemed like a great deal. Again, of course, we're still new, getting our feet wet. And as we began to follow up with uh, this gentleman, um, it seemed like he had some things going on. So I didn't know if it was going to go through or not. But we just kept persistence, you know, um, good follow-up, and then it eventually worked out. Yeah. So let's talk about the numbers of the deal now. Um, and I'm not 100% sure if I'm right on this, so you'll know the numbers probably better than I do, but it was roughly 12000 owed on the property, right? Correct. Okay. And this guy was getting foreclosed on on 12000 Correct. Okay. And what do we put value at? I think the value is, uh, it could be, I think, uh, ARV is probably going to be about 110 to 120, somewhere in there, 125. Okay. All right. And, and I would, I would agree with 110. All right. So 110,000. And so we gave him number one, we took it subject to correct. So that 12,000 remained in place. Is that right? No, I think I, I'm not sure about that. I don't know. Um, okay. it was not paid off. I don't, I don't know if it was paid off or not. <laughs> we okay. paid this one I, off. I, I thought it was, I thought we, for some reason I was thinking we gave him we took over the 12,000 mortgage and then we gave him uh, 20 walk away. We gave him like eight at when he first signed to close. And then we gave him another 12 when he's getting out. Uh, okay. All right. Uh -huh. So, but we bought it for 32. We don't know if we bought it subject to or not. I was thinking that we did, but it, it was such a low value. We may have just paid it all off. Yeah. So, or a low amount on the mortgage. So we bought it for 32,000 and we'll put probably around $10,000 in it. So, I mean, it looks like, roughly after our sales expenses and everything that we'll have somewhere around a $60,000 profit on this. Is that about what you think? That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds about right. All right. Very good. So 60 K on your first deal. So you spent $4,500 in marketing. You are still in the learning curve. And so like one of the things about this guys is that we're not as good day one as we are on year 10. And I mean, that should seem obvious, but and, and I think it is obvious for people, but they don't think about it in terms of the marketing. So we're not going to have as effective marketing in terms of cost per contract on day one, or in Channing's case, month one, versus um, you know being 10 years in the business. So he has a cost per contract right now of about 4,500. And you did say that you were pretty close on a couple of others. Is that right? Yeah, a couple of others came very, very close, but just the numbers didn't work out well enough for uh, both sides. So... Yeah, perfect. Okay. So, I mean, but 4,500 to clear 60 is, is not bad. That's not bad at all. It's fantastic. It's That's not bad. All right. Good. All right. So, 
basically guys, Channing came to me and said, okay, I want to take 10 K and invest into the marketing side. And what do we do with this? And the answer to that is somewhat malleable because different forms of marketing are going to work better for different people. So well, case in point, I used to run radio ads in, in Nashville, Tennessee, and I think we did some in Dallas, Fort Worth also. I'm not 100% sure about that, but I think so. And one of the things that we learned is that with radio ads, we began to get a lot of owner finance transactions and we got an older demographic. So because we were doing radio talk, we found that we got a, an older demographic, which I personally do very well with because I was raised by my grandparents. So it's like with that, I enjoy that group of people. I also enjoy... I don't enjoy the situation, but I do enjoy helping people that are in financial distress. So I also do very well with the mortgage lates and the for, for pre foreclosures and that kind of thing. So to, to answer the question, like what kind of marketing should I do? Part of it is going to depend on the personality. Okay. But I do think that the bread and butter is still PPC and direct mail. Okay. So in terms of $10,000, I think that I would split it into two things. And I think that PPC should be one of those. And then you can pick a, a second one. So you all already have some data based on the list that you have. And I think that probably this next round, you, you would probably buy two instead of one because you're going to be that much better and more confident in everything on your appointment. So the confidence on the appointment is, is paramount because people can feel that confidence. It's like, hey, you know, we can talk about this deal we just did. If someone's behind on payments, hey, let me tell you this guy's story. All of that. Does that make sense? Yep, sure does. Okay. All right. So let's plan on the PPC. And is there a second form that kind of calls to you? You know, I think I might want to try to do that 90 day late again, or maybe even just back it up to possibly a 60 day late just to have a larger list. So I think those two would uh, sound interesting to me. Well, I think going from a 90 to a 60 would be a smaller list unless you went larger with your geography. Right. I may have to do that. I mean, would it not give me more houses if I go? 90 would seem to be less than the 60. 60 would seem to be larger list, wouldn't it? Well, it's when you do a 90-day late, it's a, a 30, 60, and 90-day late versus right. just a 30 and 60. So you're going to have a deeper list if you go 90-day than 60. Okay, I got what you're saying. Yeah. So when you mailed the, the list that you did with this, I mean, what was the geography on that? Uh, the geography was basically, uh, all of middle Tennessee pretty much. Okay. So we, we probably don't want to go West, um, but going East to Knoxville and, um, Chattanooga is going to be good. So, and let's talk about that, um, rural markets versus metros. So, I mean, obviously we prefer metros, but there, there's a lot of opportunity in rural markets because you can get financing easier because usually the days on market's higher. And so our higher profit deals are the ones where we get financing and we sell it financing. Okay. But that being said, we also don't want to be in Littleton, Kansas, yeah. if there is such a thing. All right. So um, I'd say that there are some really rural areas in East Tennessee that we don't want to be in where there's very few of those in Middle Tennessee anymore. And in West Tennessee, you just have some some kind of uh, difficult markets in Jackson and Memphis. You know, anything works at a price, but it's generally not the place that I want to play in that sandbox. Yeah. So I'm thinking um, around Chattanooga and Cleveland, which I, I feel like there was some mail going there anyway. Yeah, we had some that went there. You and I actually went and looked at a house there in Cleveland once. So. Yeah, and I remember that one, and, and that one was really close. So 
this guy was a real estate agent and he, he just didn't want this rental. It's been, it had been vacant for like a year. Yeah. And the tenant had stolen his identity. So yeah. I mean, that just goes to tell you what a professional tenant can do to you. Yeah. But uh, that one was a fun one. Yeah, one of the one of the things uh, that uh, was on this for, to back up to that deal we uh, just closed. Uh, one of the things I got satisfaction out. Obviously, it was a very good return, and I'm very thankful to the Lord for that. But uh, one of the things was that we got to actually help this guy. He was he was less than a week from uh, being foreclosed on, so he was not only going to lose all the money he'd invested in his house. Uh, he was going to lose his credit. So we were able to help him in two ways, significant ways there. We gave him enough. He got enough money that he wanted to to get out of the deal, and it's enough to get him restarted in, in uh, what he wants to do as far as a possible down payment on a house or a place to live. And uh, he, we saved his credit in the process. So it was, it was a win for him too. So that, that was uh, satisfying to me. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, if you're in this business – it, it is a, a for-profit business, yes, but we can do some really good things within that. I mean, I've had so many people at the closing table just thank me up and down for buying their property, and they know what that we're going to make money on it. It's like the first thing in our purchase and sale agreement is an initial point that we buy and sell for profit. It's like 100% open, out the, out the open, and that's one thing that I really like. But, I mean, this guy also... He, he didn't have anywhere to go, so we've let him stay there for how long now? Three weeks? Uh, yeah, almost two weeks, it seems. to or Maybe three. Yeah, maybe it's three. It's been yeah, I, I mean, we're middle of the month, and I think we bought this one last month. So uh, I think it's been about three weeks now. And so and, and he, we're charging him rent, you know, and that's okay. But, you know, he, he that's what he wanted, you know. Yeah, and, that's what he wanted. And, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it gives him a little incentive to help try to hurry up and get out too. But uh, Yeah, we, we can't, guys. He's not out on the streets. He's not out in the street. That's a hundred percent right. That's a hundred percent right. But, uh, and, and to talk to that, I mean, we bought, gotten people hotel rooms before cause they didn't have anywhere to go, you know, all that. But at the end of the day, if you are letting a seller stay in a house, you have to charge something or hold right. some of the cash back from closing because otherwise you're going to have an eviction process on your hands. And that's not a, a situation you want to take in front of a judge of, yeah, I bought this house and, and now I'm having to evict this person. Right, right, right. If we can help it, I mean, sometimes things happen, but if we can help it, then uh, we, we have to hold some money back. So let's allocate, say, $5,000 to the PPC. And I mean, right now we're looking at, I don't know exactly, I'd say somewhere around $2,000 a transaction. And so that should net you two and a half. And let's try to beat it with your direct mail. So let's go your mortgage late. I sounded like a better list overall. Yeah. But let's go mortgage late and let's spend that 5,000 across say three months. Okay. You can do two if you want to, so, but let's say two. Wait, to three. How, how many months did you say? Between two and three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was going to say, as soon as we turn the money on this house, we're going to use it also to go, to turn back into. Right. And that's exactly what I was thinking is this 10 K will, will last you, uh, this roughly, you know, two months or so, two to three months. So we'll, we'll be pick, picking up transactions during that time. And then at the end, once that marketing money is already invested, then we're going to have the, the cash coming in from this other property to keep you going. Is right. You know, yeah. of course things, you know, everything doesn't work out all the time, but uh, in the market that we're in at the price point that that house is and the scope of repairs, not bad. I mean, it's some, some, uh, apparently it smells pretty bad. I haven't seen it. Um, 
I guess you can attest to that. You, you have some property, right? I'll smell to it. So okay, so we got a smell, uh, which means we got some carpet and paint at a minimum, flooring, that kind of thing. But um, this is a, a good deal and, and one that just the profit from that would keep you going for a long time. So I mean, one thing that I like to think about is is one transaction, one good transaction like this will pay for your marketing for a year. Yeah, that's right. And, and if you just do one transaction a month like this from that marketing, then you've got, you've got 11 transactions just like this. Well, I mean, that, that's a pretty good income. That's yeah. Good income. yeah, that's absolutely right. Cool. Any questions on the marketing or anything you want to talk about? No, I mean, I'm just thinking about the marketing dollars. I mean, if we're going to be really driving on that PPC, you know, um, I think I'll go back and use the same guy I used for the um, the mailing again, but maybe get him to look at the list, compare the list from before to now, so I don't pay for duplicates. Yeah, you won't have to pay for duplicates, and he can suppress that. But to talk about the PPC, and I know that this is in the training, but for some of the other people, there's two things that make PPC work, and it's a good manager and a really strong squeeze page. So a lot of people are using Investor Carrot and Lead Propeller and all that, and these are like kind of off the shelf website products and they're not bad. They look good and they convert at a higher than normal rate than just like a, a normal type of website. But, you know, whenever I was doing investor carrot in the national market, what I found was that whenever I con converted to just like a squeeze page type of page, that our conversion rate was three times, which means that our cost per lead was one third for the same dollar. So um, you have to have a really strong squeeze page, which, you know, I can give you examples of that. And I know uh, our guy Don in the Atlanta market is has one going, and so he can give you the the details on his conversion rate. But um, yeah, we really want certainly above a ten percent rate, and ideally above twenty. So you know, ten to twenty is okay. Twenty plus is fantastic. You know, yeah. and that's what we're shooting for. No, I, I think that's about it. I'm just uh, ready to get this money invested and get it turning. So, I mean, I, just, I would just say that from just my general business experience with Amazon is, um, you know, it, I know it's exciting about getting this huge cash pile, but, uh, you know, my, I'm thankful my wife and I are both on the same page that this is all marketing money to scale. Yeah. So. Dude, I, I tell you, if everybody looked at it that way, and I mean, you're in a good position because you have your needs taken care of with your Amazon business and your, your pastoral work. but if everyone looked at their first deal as, a, as their marketing money, then they would scale so much faster. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's about. I mean, because you have to think of it as the snowball down the hill. I mean, if you take that little snowball off the top of the hill, then you miss the giant avalanche that could be at the bottom. So uh, Yeah, that, and that's a great point. Um, to, to talk to that, I had a, a friend of mine. He, he's actually a business analyst. His name was Bill. And I was telling him, this was when I'd just gotten started. This was my second transaction ever. And it was an owner finance deal. And I got a 1949 Mercury car as a down payment. So my profit was this 1949 Mercury car. And it was cool. But I was, what, 23 years old. I definitely didn't need a 1949 Mercury car. And my wife and I had just gotten married. And she did not like seeing this 1949 Mercury car in the driveway either. So, you know, and I was talking to my buddy Bill about, should I sell it? Because, like, the cool part about, about it, besides it being a cool car, was I could look at this item and it was a physical representation of the profit of one deal. Yeah. You know, so like the money doesn't really register in the mind, but whenever you can take it, it's like, I can drive this thing around. It looks cool. You know, it's fun, all that. It, it's more personal. There's more emotion with it. And he said, well, Brad, 
whenever you look at an acorn, do you see an acorn or a tree? And I got where he was going and he said, but do you see a tree or do you see a group of trees? Do you see a forest or do you see a ship? And that's where he got me. Cause it's yeah. like, we can take that acorn and grow it and grow it and grow it until yeah. we have a ship across the ocean. And that's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about right there. Yeah. Because you know, I think like with any business cycle, people, people are, who are struggling to make it in what they're doing is, you know, they're at that point of life, they're struggling to, to get a little bit more ahead. And then it's, it's easy to want to sit back a little bit and enjoy a little bit of the first rewards. But you got to remember that every, every, every dollar you consume is a potential multiplied factor that's consumed. So, oh, yeah. so anyways, we've just learned that through our own experience. But, uh, you know, we see that with this, that, you know, we don't want to settle for first base. We want to, we want to keep rounding the bases and, and get home. Yeah, man. And, and I tell you, in 18 months from now, you're going to have a heck of a business. I tell you, yeah. 18 months, it'll be a different world. Well, that's cool, so, well, Brad, I'm thank, thankful for your help and uh, your associates are helping us. And so the help's been great. We're excited about the journey ourselves and um, looking forward to what all is going to happen with this. So, we're Man, ready. I'm excited for you, 100%. Yeah, ready to keep moving on ahead. So That sounds good, man. If I can help, let me know. Reach out to me. And guys, if you have any questions, reach out to me, brad at bradsmotherman.com.